0: Welcome to the Gentlemen Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the zany Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> <sighs> just gonna let that sit, Glenn. Yep. Just let
1: it hang there for a while. But you know, it's uh, thank you. It's a good way to describe you, zany. You know? Zany. It's it means uh, unconventional and quirky. You know, I actually put that word quite a few times in my uh, resume. You ah. got to look for jobs. it's mean, a good
0: descriptor. Glenn Zany Stansberry. No,
1: not as a like a middle name, oh. but as a um, you know. Uh, I I think you're right. I, yeah, I think it's helped me land mm-hmm. a couple
0: of important gigs. Well, gigs. <laughs> so um, anyway, moving right along. Moving along, Glenn. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> i just got a. I had a my mind stopped there for a second when i was trying to maybe it's maybe it's like a foreboding maybe i'm thinking yeah it's a dark clouds going over the gentleman podcast today what no well, there's no dark clouds there couldn't be any dark clouds of a gentleman podcast nor could there be any dark clouds over a site called gentleman.com which right. glenn and i co-founded mm-hmm. uh a site uh gentleman.com it's a site all about manly content it's a fun little site to go check out on a daily basis, on an hourly basis, on a minute by minute basis, because it changes all the time with great, great content, Glenn. It's uh it's evergreen. It's evergreen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yeah. It's it, it's <sighs> evergreen with manliness. Exactly. It's that's Ooh. a good way to describe it. Yeah. Um But once the once the flowers on the tree start to start to fade a little mm. bit, maybe once it turns autumn. And the, the, the leaves, it's evergreen, but it, you know, the very tips of the leaves <laughs> start to brown out a little bit. Uh-oh. What you can do is you can go to podcast.gentleman.com ah. and then you will find the true source of all things mm-hmm. manly. And that, it truly is evergreen in every possible way. So once, you, once you've you exhausted all the resources, must, like it's like fracking manly content. <laughs> Like once you've, once you ran out of manly content and you're done, like frack, like we steal do, other people's yeah, uh... exactly. It's like a big straw. <laughs> yeah. I
1: drink your milkshake exactly <laughs> across then, the room,
0: yeah, and then you go over to podcastthatgentleman.com, <laughs> and you can you find even more stuff there, Glenn. Even more cool stuff there. So um, I gotta say, good Daniel Day Lewis reference because we toasted him a few weeks back we did we did that's a good that's one of my favorite scenes uh, oh man it's yeah epic exactly um so we drink the Webb's milkshake exactly and only suck
1: in the manly uh this is not going <laughs> anywhere again I, I but anyway know. it's a no, that's, that's, evergreen, that's evergreen. evergreen
0: let's just talk with the evergreen uh, i really hope this ends up on the yeah, cutting now it'll, it'll get cutting edited for it. don't worry it'll get edited oh. out okay uh every time you say that always <sighs> Anyway, Glenn. Uh, so anyway, for the the, the point is, uh, if you want to follow along with the episode, if you want to catch uh, catch the links that we're going to talk about in this week's episode, you can go to podcast.gentleman.com dot com and you can see there the links that we're going to talk about. You can find out more information about the podcast. You can find out more more information about uh, gentlemen dot com. You can find out more information about me and Glenn. Yes. Um, and then, what, what we like, what we dislike. What We like what we dislike. You know, um, good first dates. Good first dates. Well, uh, yeah. dream dream date. Uh, right. You know, stuff like I'm, that. Yeah. Married, long walks on the beach. You know, long walks on the beach That's kind of my. I like that. Um, Something with the boardwalk. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, Glenn, we should probably get into the show because people are probably getting bored. Talk or listening to this. Yeah, they- if there are anybody, is, people probably already stopped listening. But we'll go on with the show. Can you blame them? No, no, I can't. But we'll, we'll continue on the show just for the sake of keeping up appearances. Okay. Um, because so, it'll look like there's an hour and ten minutes left. You know, like there's an hour left of the show. You know? gotta, <laughs> right. Like I'm going to stop yep. this now, mm-hmm. but it'll look like there's still more of a show.
1: Well, we can't stop because we still have the uh, a very
0: important section coming up next. Mm-hmm. It's true,
1: and it's sitting on the table
0: right now. It's true. This is an important section. We can't stop before these section starts. That's right. Which is the drink of the week yes. uh, and uh, this week Glenn you brought over a, a beer for us mm. to sample here and I actually haven't had this one I've had the this brewery um, I really like this brewery a lot but again going back to Whew. brewery okay there, here's the problem with my beer drinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that Tell, tell I, me more, Brian? <laughs> let's uh let's just let it all out. yeah, let it <laughs> put on the table. No 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 <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what I'm talking about. But this is my problem with the beers that I choose to drink. <laughs> okay. Let me let me rephrase that. Okay. Okay. Um uh, the, the beers that I would like if I was gonna go into a store mm-hmm. and I was gonna choose the beers, I would hope to have just won the lottery. Because the beers that I would like to to buy. Every week are super expensive. Yes, and we talked about Great Divide. I love Great Divide stuff, but it's like ten bucks a six pack. And this stuff is exactly the same. I love this brewery. Um, this was eleven forty nine. Oh yeah, yeah. I, every time, every every week, I go to the, to the to the store. I see this brewery, and I see the price tag, and I'm like, I love that beer, but not that much. Uh, and this and this is a brewery called Rogue. Um, a Rogue out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, great brewery been in love with their stuff ever since i had the dead guy ale dead guy is very good yeah um uh, i don't think day. it's as expensive is it it's not as expensive okay. as this um but glenn brought over the um gold medal uh award-winning 2011-2012 uh hazelnut brown nectar yeah they, um, they won that at the american beer festival which i think is in denver right i believe so denver. We've, we've known that great divide has been stacking the deck on that deal for yeah. years well, it's good to see some outside, you know, yeah. Oregon competition. And apparently, they've got to make it, you know, yeah. make it appear fair. Oh,
1: yeah, this is the World Beer Festival. Mm.
0: <laughs> no, anyway, yeah,
1: this I love this beer. It's one of my favorites. I was telling Brian as I got here that, incidentally, um, we've we've talked in the past about how I'm that guy that uh, that gets picked out for yep. Um, Out of the crowd,
0: uh, oh, he looks like this guy. Yeah,
1: aren't you that uh, one guy? I'm very memorable somehow. Yeah. Uh, So I go to check out, and um, the lady looks at the box and she said, "Oh, you look like the guy in the label." And I look. If you look at the
0: guy, okay, I have you know. This is the hazelnut brown nectar. Okay, if you want to follow along at home, the
1: guy has glasses, a goatee.
0: Maybe it's a beard. It's sort of a beard. Okay, and he's bald. Bald. (laughs) <laughs> it looks nothing. Looks nothing like I it.
1: don't get it.
0: I don't. <laughs> there must be like a genetic switch ins- in people that are like that. <laughs> hey, see you, you as somebody else. Yeah.
1: I guess I'm. I'm just cursed to be that guy that looks like somebody else all I the guess time.
0: So.
1: I. I. I man, we're watching this. My wife and I are going back through this TV show called Chuck. Okay. It came out in 2007 or something like that. Mm-hmm. People told me oh, yeah, you look just like the main character. Mm. Or you look just like his sidekick. Like, I look like both characters somehow. And they both look vastly different. I'm... Mm. I I don't get... Anyway, let's not go down this path any longer. I just wanted to say that it happened again, Brian. Mm. And I'm... I I don't know what to do about this.
0: Well, maybe... uh, There's always plastic surgery. There Um, is? You could always get a a Brazilian... uh, Brazilian butt lift? (laughs) (laughs) Buffalo lift? (laughs) But I, th- not, no, I don't think I don't think that's actually a thing. But it could be. Yeah, a little bit more than shoulders. More down. than shoulders. <laughs> when a doctor's looking at you, maybe he comes up with a new
1: procedure. Yeah. Hey, you look just like uh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jeff Daniels. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh-huh. Um, anyway, Glenn, I was okay. I was looking up this brewery um, because, as we always do every week, we probably need to know a little bit more about the beer that we're about to suck down our throats okay. before we do it. Let's expand our minds here. And reading about this brewery, I felt a little bit um, better about why they're charging so much. Maybe not so much that, but I like what these people stand for. They have an interesting story. Um, They basically started out of their basement in 1987. So one of the oldest probably craft brewers is like right in the 80s is when that stuff kind of started taking off and they, it was going pretty well. They're, they're brewing stuff out of their basement. And so one of the founders went to this town called Newport and he was looking for a new place to have a brew pub. Um, And there was a freak snowstorm in Oregon um, that happened apparently And he just happened to huh. He was stranded there And he just happened to bump into this uh, Elderly woman named Mo And she, she invited him to um, Her place for uh, For um, This is a No no no, no. Oh, okay uh, No 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 uh, let, me, let me look this up. Should, she, let me, I got to reread this. She, okay. uh, she Oh, no. no, no sorry. She was founder of a Moe's Restaurant. Oh, okay. So okay. she invited him back to her restaurant. Restaurant. Okay. Not and, her place. No. Her place, which was her restaurant. Okay. 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 And uh, she gave him uh, some clam chowder, and they, they talked about what was going on in their mm-hmm. lives, and this guy said, well, we're looking for this place to have this new brew pub, and you know, told her this whole story. And she said, you know, I've always wanted to live over a bar. Really? Yeah. Maybe the only person
1: in the entire world who's ever wanted that.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, that sounds like me in my 80s or something like that. Anyway. Um, so anyway, she she offered to lease them space in her building for a very generous sum, provided that they did two things, Glenn. Okay. Uh, number one, that they fed the fishermen, because she wanted to give back to the community. Free. Yeah, Free. Yeah, I okay. think I believe that's the implication there. And number two, that they forever display a memorable picture of Mo, and there's still one left. Uh, to the left of the bar today, so okay, and it looks like they have a beer called uh, Mom Hebevisen that they named after her and everything, huh. which is pretty cool. But so I was reading through that, and that's really cool. But I was reading through their, their fundamental agreement. This is like what their the 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 statements that they believe in. Okay, these are the six principles of Rogues Brewery. Okay, okay? statement number one: the way ahead is clear. Mm. Statement number two: be honest about the battlefield. Statement number three: Throw out the old rules that don't make sense. Statement number four: Get out of your comfort zone. Statement number five: Go to the front of the fight and stay there. Statement number six, and most important: Cut out all the BS. Huh? Okay. There's some vague. They are. They are. There's some vague statements, but I, I, I can appreciate what they're saying. They're saying, you know, you know, don't sit back. Don't, yeah. Get go in there, Tiger. Change some stuff. Don't be afraid you know? to charge the net. Exactly. So, um, pretty cool. Hmm. pretty cool statements they've built the same. but anyway enough talk about the rogue brewery let's yes. sample the cheap. rogue brewery yeah exactly let's find out what this is all about there you are sir thank you
1: uh, that's uh, the uh, for oh whoops whoa I kind of rolled off the table well oh, sorry Molly <laughs> yeah alright well we'll get that later <sighs> okay. okay cheers cheers Brian. cheers Brian rogue hazelnut brown nectar oh yeah Oh, nectar it mm-hmm. is.
0: Oh my gosh. Mm. Oh yeah. That's the good stuff. Woo Yeah. That's good. Probably, like probably a, worth the the, the it's coin. Like liquid Nutella. It is. That's exactly what it that's Man, mm. Brian, you should do this for a living. Yeah, it's good. Okay, so that's uh, that's rogues. Uh, this is rogues hazelnut brown nectar. So yes. um, go out there and get yourself a sixer if you are um, extremely rich and of legal age. And of legal age, which we are not. No, we are now, Glenn. Glenn, this episode, episode twenty one. We're we're totally legal. Um, <laughs> so
1: ooh, that was close. Yeah, um, for eighteen, we should have went out and like got some scratchers yeah. tickets and maybe yeah. Yeah. T- like, chew? Yeah. <laughs> and then you could watch me puke in, like, 30 seconds?
0: Yeah, me too. It's um, like a movie title. <clears throat> puke in 30 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is episode 21, Glenn. We're totally legal to have this uh, hazelnut brown nectar. ma'am, Amongst other things. We don't have to hide it anymore. Nope. No more. All right. We're going to get this right out in the front. And the other thing we're going to get right out in the front... Oh, man. Uh, ...some interesting posts from Gentleman.com this week, and we're starting off with a doozy.
1: Man. All right. So... <sighs> I picked this one, and I'm kind of wishing I hadn't because I've been seeing the, As we prepared for this show, yeah. I have it pulled up here, and I just keep seeing it, and it's just <laughs> disgusting. And it's kind of making me, you know. Ugh,
0: so Glenn, this is, in thirty seconds. I'm but, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the particulars about this, and yes, you can describe. Go ahead. It, but sorry, this was, was added by Glenn. We're getting, yeah, speaking of. Puking. Uh, uh, this was, is this added was by uh, Ben Espen. Mm-hmm. Um, long time contributor to Gentleman. Long um, time. Definitely not the first time on the podcast. It's got a killer mustache. A killer mustache. Awesome uh, avatar there. Um, and it's called Doctors Pull the Tooth Out of a Man's. What? Dot, dot, dot.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> and what this is, Brian, is um, it in a, um, a man in. Uh, Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. kept having frequent nosebleeds mm. and so he went to his doctor and the doctor you know poked and prodded a little bit and was mm-hmm. like oh well I think I have the problem here right. you're growing a tooth in your nose mm. um, and with, this is a common problem right I don't know can you imagine like getting punched in your nose and like man that <laughs> that's r- this guy
0: that, wasn't a boxer yeah
1: <laughs> let's just say that old tooth nose Joe in there <laughs> toothy <Yeah. laughs>
0: Anyway, uh that was getting long in the tooth yeah uh, okay so anyway th- there's a tooth in his nose doctor pulls it out <laughs> right um, the pictures horrific yeah I think it's the forceps yeah the the anyway. doctor pulls a tooth out nosebleeds go away problem solved and the the story um the story goes on to kind of give some background on this and they say somewhere between 015 percent and three point nine percent of people have more teeth than normal studies have found yeah. And so, uh, apparently, sometimes they show up in your nose, but that I They quote a doctor as saying that's incredibly rare. Like that, just, I would you know, hope so. Yeah, I, it's almost unbelievably rare. Um, but, Glenn, this kind of hits home for me. Oh, really? Yeah, because I, I'm going to... you have gonna, sinus problems? Well, or? I'm going to make a, a confession on the podcast that I don't tell very many people. So, this is going to be this is Whoa, gonna be broadcast is I don't even internet. know this... I, I I'm a part of that group of 0.15 to 3.9 percent of people that have had an extra tooth. Really? Yes. Um, do you have it pulled? Do you want to know where it was? Uh. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. You know, I, I did actually have an extra tooth. Okay. Um, and it was above my my front tooth, up in my gums, and I actually oh. had to have it surgically removed. Oh. Because uh, it would have come in and actually like severed the roots of my other teeth. So they found um, it before it went through? Yeah. They, it, through x-rays, they were able to see I have an extra <laughs> tooth, you know? Um, and, but I have to say, so the the actual surgery wasn't too bad. I mean, they actually numb you up. They, you know, pull the thing out, you know, no big deal. And it, it, it's it's a little worrisome because it can damage the roots. You can have teeth that die. And it's your front teeth. So you, when you're a kid, you don't want to, you know. And this was probably when I was like 12 years old or something like that. Right. Anyway, point is, they successfully removed the tooth. Everything was fine. But the worst part about it, Glenn, the worst part about this was for two weeks after, it was like two, I don't want to say, maybe it was a week or 10 days afterwards, I had to be on a liquid diet with Oof. a plastic like thing that covered the the roof of like my a mouth retainer type, or yeah a, basically a mouth it was like a mouth thing that covered my gums, so it would stay protected you know but i could only eat uh liquid stuff That was all i could eat i couldn't eat anything solid pass the gravy ma yeah seriously <laughs> and it was it's amazing like you don't think well that's not too bad but it was the worst like after like five days you're sitting there and you're like Man, I, I need to have a piece of pizza right now. Like I, you know, like it, it, it gets because like you are part Ninja Turtle. Well, exactly. Yeah, so, but no. Uh, so anyway, so it was actually surprisingly difficult to go. I think it was like seven to ten days only on a liquid diet. Just you know, and you could eat like you could eat like milkshakes and stuff like that. So it oh. wasn't all bad. But I'm just silver lining there. It was it was it was a little bit challenging. So while I didn't have a tooth in my nose, uh, I can identify with this guy's plight a little bit.
1: Yeah, I I went to school with the girl that had kind of extra, or, yeah, just some teeth popping up like mm. every. It was it was it was yeah. I mean, I don't want to be mean, but it was very off putting. Like if she opened her mouth and you see like ah! Rosie, yeah. I mean, oh, oh hey hey, hey how's it going you hey, Molly,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Ma- <laughs> so I'm I'm wow. Well, that's that's. Yeah, I hope the harrowing tale, Brian. I hope
0: that this doesn't change people's perceptions I, of me. I would have know? never. Known. I don't know if you know. I would have never known. I don't you're know. You're still yeah. you're still the same to me, Brian. Well, thanks, Glenn. I appreciate that. I mean, yeah,
1: you one tooth lighter, but right. Yeah.
0: Well, um, it's like kidneys, right? You only need one. You, only you need had a, an extra one. I had an extra one, you know, just you, in case. Did you donate it. Uh, I don't know what happened to it. Tooth afterwards. fairy? Maybe oh. they gave it to me. Maybe they gave me a little plastic. I probably have it here somewhere. I'll, I'll find it. I <laughs> oh, mean, this couch is yeah. not very comfortable. I think there's <laughs> something in it. Yeah. It's um, Brian's molar. So anyway, um, that was yeah. So that so easy fix. They just ripped the tooth out. No problem. Nosebleeds are done. Yeah, that yeah. And bonus
1: points to Ben for uh, actually putting the the uh, article abstract at the American Journal of. Uh, case reports okay
0: so he's so he's saying this is legit This is like not made up
1: not only is this for real but uh let's just can we go to the next one yeah we're, we're moving on moving on you know. moving on
0: moving on okay
1: Ooh. all right the next one yeah was added by our good friend csx 427 okay um and he added a tack <laughs> a bar has a bloody mary with entire fried chicken on top mm-hmm. and apparently this is a thing a milwaukee bar uh, the name of the bar is called Sobelman's Pub and Grill. Okay. Added a new Bloody Mary to their menu mm. over uh, recently, and it's $50. Whoa. And expensive Bloody. They Mary. have basically, it looks like a mason, ju- mason jar jug <sighs> with some various stalks of celery and other things protruding out of it. And mm-hmm. in the middle is a giant fried chicken. Like
0: a whole fried a chicken. A whole. Like not a breast. Like a whole fried chicken.
1: I mean... Alright, whatever. I'm I'm sending this over to you, Brian. I think I have some thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll I'll round this one out. But what what do you what do you uh What are your thoughts on this? Would
0: you eat this? Would you drink this? Consume uh, it? Well Part of it? <laughs> I'm not really a Bloody Mary guy. It's too You're spicy. Really? Yeah. You don't like Bloody Marys? You know, I, I I used to do that. There's mm-hmm. a local establishment called the bourgeois pig. Mm-hmm. And they have very a lot of people really like their Bloody Marys but I went there and I got the mild and they I think it's like a a torturous or like a dare almost that gets people no. to drink these things because I got the mild one and it was too much like and way too much and you know, I, I, I'm I'm mostly cool with most alcoholic drinks. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're totally fine. Like, even if I don't like it a whole lot, if I'm at a party or I order the drink right. and I'm with somebody, I'm probably going to finish it. Sure. I'm not going to be stupid about it and be like, oh, I, this is terrible, yeah. you know, whatever. I free three this, Yeah, but <laughs> I got this thing and I got about halfway through and I was like, ah, oh, I, I can't do it. I can't. I just can't. It just, it's not good. You know, it's just not very good. So I, I just, I think I just had a couple of bad experiences with stuff that just didn't sit right with me. And so the Bloody Mary is kind of it's off the list for now until I circle back around I find one that's really good. So, so you're saying adding a giant chicken that's been fried? Maybe on that top. maybe that's what it was missing. Maybe maybe if I had a chicken chicken leg to, to munch on while I was eating that,
1: <laughs> actually that would be pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. Though I kind of I kind of question how good this chicken would be if it's I don't know. It's like it's it looks it doesn't look particular. <laughs> it definitely looks like an afterthought. Kind, kind of, of like, a, hey, what do we put at the top? Wait, what's that chicken doing over there? It looks like a beef jerky uh, <laughs> lump on top of this. I don't know. Man, two tacks have been kind of disgusting. Yeah.
0: Uh, now,
1: the thing that the thing that gets me about Bloody Marys mm-hmm. is that they're they're one of like two or three drinks that are socially acceptable in the morning. Yeah, that's true. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, and usually, or so I've been I've been told, people drink these after a night of drinking
0: okay so So it's kind
1: of hair the dog type thing right how can you do that if it's so spicy like yeah oh no way like the stomach's all
0: yeah that's the thing is maybe we need to invent okay so here's the thing there's two drinks that are acceptable in the morning like by society right number one bloody mary right number two mimosas right guys can't drink mimosas not so you're left, getting called names. So you're left with bloody marys. So right. maybe we need to create a third option that is a manly morning drink.
1: We should call it like morning thunder. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Tropic halo.
1: I was thinking tropic too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tropic halo. Yeah. Nice. Just you
0: know something something to
1: that, that, like kind of a calming. Your- like like, soothe, yeah, yeah, soothing. Soothe the, the but it's like and pains it, but it's got to
0: right be manly, so it's probably got to have some whiskey, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe some. I'm thinking, fir, I'm thinking like whiskey, beer, aspen leaves, uh, lemonade, <laughs> or something like that. Lemonade, ooh, okay. So some kind of. What about coffee? Mm, that could be a good direction to go in. Yeah, some coffeeish drink. The problem with manly drinks is that the the implication is that it's mostly like for instance you bring up coffee it's mostly like coffee and whiskey right that's the drink Irish coffee. yeah there's no Ooh. there's no um there's no like man. smoothness about it it's like gruff and like wake up in the morning like daniel yeah. day lewis and have your coffee and whiskey yeah exactly uh so anyway i don't for know drink milkshakes we'll have to take that back to the labs glenn it's a good idea okay we'll know. put it in the hopper mm-hmm spin it around a few times see what happens but anyway this this seems like a, just a complete publicity sign I don't know who's it's a huge like the picture of Bloody Mary's massive I, I don't know who's ordering this but the the okay the, the Venn diagram of people that are interested in fried chicken and a big <laughs> picture of Bloody Mary in the morning it's it can't be that big I,
1: you know? I think it's just I think you're right. I think it's a publicity stunt. Mm-hmm. 50 bucks. Yeah. So they obviously don't want a lot of people ordering it, you know, so yeah. they have to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, the, we talked about a few episodes ago, the all-star um, food for the uh, baseball all-star game. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. specialty, all these specialty things that were kind of off the wall. And yeah. I know at the Royal, if you go to Royals game, you can get like a helmet full of nachos or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's just massive amounts of – you can get a, a – Gosh, what it? Some other ballpark has like a huge Sunday. Maybe, maybe it was a Sunday. Mm. I can't remember. But they basically the idea is to fill the helmet with something, okay, and charge like twenty five dollars.
0: Ah, oh, I see. I eh. don't know.
1: I, yeah. I, you know, whatever. I guess
0: if you wanna wanna check should, that out, yeah. Your mileage may vary. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I do like fried chicken. Uh, I don't know if I like it enough to stack it on top of Bloody Mary. <laughs> I, be, I bet chicken. I bet a, ch- a fried
1: chicken would be good with Mary. Uh, yeah. With me. With Mary. <laughs> with Bloody Mary. But yeah. um, well, well, okay. thank you, CSX427. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent post.
0: Yeah. Um. Excellent post. Uh. But moving on, Glenn, uh, we are going to talk about a post from Mark.Maddox. His name rings a bell. It does. A it little sounds bit. familiar. I I don't know, but hmm. anyway, um, he's been around the site for a while. I think. He has been around for a long, long time. Um, and Mark posted this link that was just off the charts as far as a couple of different things. Uh, <laughs> so first of all. Many- <laughs> So first of all, people really like it on the site. But um, second of all, um, this is uh, this is a bluegrass cover of ACDC's Thunderstruck um, that you'll be replaying again and again. I think it's a Finnish band from Finland. Uh, the name of the
1: band is called S- uh, Steven Seagulls.
0: Yes, but I, when I looked this up, I, I actually it was if you go to their Steven Seagal. If you go to their Facebook page, I believe they're a Finnish okay from Finland band. Uh, so you expect it to be from you know Arkansas or something like that, depending right. on, based on how they look. But they're from Finland. Apparently they're a bluegrass band. But Glenn, so this 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 video is a juggernaut. It's been viewed over four million times on YouTube. Um, they have over a hundred thousand Facebook likes on their band's page now, uh, and they've been on Facebook for like three years or something like that. Yeah. So um, so anyway, this has really struck a chord with people. Literally. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, the the
1: the I think the thing I love most about this video. Well, also, I'll, I'll start off by saying that the uh, the musicians are they're really good good yeah, musicians. <laughs> and they That's you cute. know the guy rolls in uh, on a, a riding riding lawnmower, mm-hmm. you know, and just gets off and starts playing. It's it's well done. They yeah. they took a lot of time to put together, mm-hmm.
0: but have been thunderstorm
1: The thing I think I love most about this is the accordion player's hat. Right. It's freaking sweet. Yeah. It is a, yeah, I, how do I describe it? It's just like a billed hat, like yeah. a, a bill, and then the back is... A animal. A, some kind of animal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of swaying a little bit as he's playing the or the, yeah. the, uh, the the old
0: squeeze box. And yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a sweet hat. Um. I don't, okay, so here's the thing about this video. Okay. On the surface, it's very simple, or very simple. Okay Um, It's just this band This bluegrass band Playing a cover of ACC Thunderstruck Basically I mean there's I mean obviously Nice photography And stuff like that yeah. But it's not too I mean At the core It's basically just The musicians playing the song Right So that That appears to be The main thing That really struck with people um, And people apparently Like it a lot You know Yeah they do But the thing is Like I Here's, here's my idea With this whole thing Is like I keep seeing these covers of other people's famous songs yep. in different variations, mm-hmm. um, and it starting to bug me a mm. little bit because these guys are really good musicians and everything like that, and it's really cool for them because now they can like maybe do some of their own original songs and maybe get an audience for that, you know, or whatever. But the other example of this is there's this local Lawrence artist <laughs> Brian. in town. Oh man, I knew this, this was gonna come what, up. I'm just saying. <laughs> There's this there's this artist in town, and I use that very loosely. <laughs> and what she does is she covers, um, uncon you know unconventional covers. So she picks songs that are going to strike a, like going to ruffle some feathers, and then she remixes them and records them by herself. And she's again like similar to these guys. She's gotten like a hundred thousand Facebook likes for her cover of some song that i'm not gonna name and i'm not gonna name names here you know whatever. you, you want to give any i don't want to give any i don't anybody have to like look this up or anything like this or whatever but mm-hmm. the point is all she does is remix covers of 90s songs oh okay and but that she has her own music but has her own style no one likes that she they like the covers right. of the songs that are that they recognize you know and th- but she's not alone. There's there's a whole like subculture of this out there where people are just covering other people's songs to get a bunch of publicity for their band. And so I, I wonder if it's if it's actually helping the music industry. If these people should be like these people should be getting this kind of attention, or is it just because they're covering a song in an unconventional way? You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's it's a weird. I don't know. So I'm actually
1: on the opposite end of the spectrum. Okay, I love remixes. I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we talked about that before, but I, I really like I really like that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. I think not so much like artists that cover so much as I like I like the actual like remix, of, like electronic, mm-hmm. where they take the song and they splice it. Up okay. And they add things. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, but that said, I think uh, I think the big pull for this. I mean, like you're saying, that local girl has mm-hmm. hundred thousand likes. Right. They're, they're drawn to this because I mean it's a it's perfect for in a marketing sense because. You're doing something that's proven, right? right? All you have to do is put a fresh coat of paint on it, right? Bada bing, yeah. You know anybody searching for that song could find it, right? Or you know, so yeah. y- you the hard work is already done for you, right? So yeah, I, that's I get the, what that's you're saying. So there's a little yeah. bit of a yeah. where, where have all the cowboys gone? Brian? Exactly,
0: Glenn. You know, where, yeah. You know, I I, 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 don't know. It's like I always say, Glenn. The only thing worse than hearing an Eagles song is hearing somebody cover. An Eagle song. <laughs> you know. Um, but no, the point is though. But, these, but the, the thing with this video is that this is actually really is a very talented group of musicians, and you can tell because they do a heck of a job covering this song, and it's resonating really well with people. You know, I mean, yeah, four million views on on YouTube is a pretty impressive feat for I mean, for just a, such a simple concept too.
1: Yeah, and I think the thing that separates these guys from a lot of a lot of other people is that clearly they're top notch musicians. Like, yeah, they're really good, mm-hmm. and and so. The way they pull this off, you can tell that there's they have a lot more to offer than just riding yeah. on somebody else's coattails. Exactly, and so,
0: that's the that's the differentiation. So.
1: Uh, Brian, I have I do have one thing I need to. Yeah, I'm, I'm afraid it's going to come up at some point, okay. and I don't I don't want All it to right. just let
0: it. Let it um, fly, man, there there might you eat. have an extra tooth. That's fine. Okay, I, I know where you're coming from, man. It's okay. Do, do man. you want to see it? No, I'm
1: yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so. Uh, this what was that uh, gentleman member's name Mark.Maddox? mark dotmatic Mark yeah all right I, I should probably let you know Brian that that's uh, that's my brother-in-law
0: what
1: yeah that's that's uh, I didn't okay
0: I thought this would the, Glenn uh, I thought the podcast was supposed to be impartial
1: it is impartial this was look at how many people like this story. Um, I, was that all
0: you? Did you go into the eighteen? Did you yeah, go with the,
1: a yeah, mark, like, like, like for other
0: people? You have fake accounts on gentlemen. <sighs> look, who's? Oh, apparently you're Alusco Elis, as well. Swaco, yeah. El Swico, uh Bobby. Hello. Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> I can't pronounce any of our users' names. <laughs> anyway, oh no, yeah. There's a there's a I, CPW. 7922
1: Look, I don't want people. I, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want anybody to say nepotism or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, people wanting to get on the gentleman podcast. All they got to do is be related to me. Right? Okay, Glenn. I don't want that to happen here,
0: Glenn. Glenn. This was
1: a fantastic, fantastic addition to the mint, mm-hmm. and I think it on its
0: own. Okay, no matter okay. if he's my all relative right. or not. Okay, all right, all right, Glenn. I'm just gonna have to. I'm just gonna have to trust you with that. You know, you trust me with the extra tooth, and I'm just gonna have to trust you with the nepotism. But well, you don't have that tooth anymore, though, right? No, it's gone. Okay, well, so is the nepotism. Okay, okay. After that tack, no more nepotism. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Mark. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving on to our final post from Gentleman.com. Uh, this is a great story. Um, okay, so this is posted by Razorback. Wow. Uh, never heard of this guy. I don't know who this is, but right. um, point is, um, Razorback posted this thing. Uh, Peter Frampton throws fans' cell phone during concert. Mm-hmm. Um, and... This is a really good story. Something that I think all of us experience when we go to concerts, there's always, there, people are always, they're taking photos, videos the whole time, the, the entire time the concert's going on. Right. Apparently at this Peter Frampton concert, uh, there was a couple um, that was down in the front row, right in front of Peter Frampton, and they were videoing the concert the whole time despite the fact that the rules of the concert said, no videos, no professional cameras. Right. I think they were just using their cell phone to, to make the videos, but it was like, No videos. And so for a long time, it's no big deal. You and know. they were on the front row. They were in the front row, so they were they're blocking people's views. So Peter Frampton lets it go. He lets it go. And they're videoing, like obnoxiously videoing. And, and they're, they're just, like, there's they're, they're, like, apparently at one point they turned around and, like, flipped off the, like, flipped off the audience and, and stuff. And then flipped fr- really? Peter Frampton yeah. off. What? Yeah. Apparently they were, like, being a disturbance, basically, in addition to videoing the whole time. And it really started great on Peter Frampton, you know? So he's just doing his thing. He's trying to ignore him or whatever. Event, he's trying to get. He keeps calling for security to do something about it, and they don't do anything. And then finally, he like turns his back to the audience, and he finally gets somebody to come over to do something about it. And they don't throw them out. They leave them in. the leave them in, and they and so it's kind of like they they stop for a while and they start again. And then Peter Franklin just loses it. But instead of like flipping out and going crazy, he like calmly walks up to him. He smiles at him real big, and he he asks the guy, Hey, can I see your camera? To, yeah, I just want to see what your video, you know, taking video of, and the guy's like, "Oh, you know, yeah." It's Peter
1: Frampton. Peter touching Peter my Frampton, phone. yeah.
0: So he like gives him the phone, and Peter Frampton takes it and throws it up into the top balcony, <laughs> <laughs> just to get it done with. Exactly, because he's Peter Frampton. He can do whatever he wants. That's right. Um. So really cool story. Um. I know I've had times when I've wanted to do that at shows. You know what I mean? Like. I, some people Like they have to They have to like Make a record of the whole thing You know
1: I've never videotaped Anything on a concert Ever I've never had that desire I don't
0: know if I have either I know I've taken pictures At concerts Yeah I've taken a few pictures But I'm always really careful About it I'm always like Okay I'm gonna snap One picture You know So you take one picture
1: Yeah I can see then, a
0: picture you know Just leave it Yeah You know like I, I take one picture I was picture. Here. I try to like not here. Disturb anybody else So just take a quick picture And like call it good You know yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I, I just I don't know the whole like people recording I've been at, I've been at concerts and t- situations like that where people record the entire thing like mm-hmm. their favorite song will come on yeah. they'll record like ten you know and they're yeah. just uh, you know it, it's really annoying mm-hmm. especially if you're right behind that person but right. the thing is is that when they get home
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they look at this recording they're going to realize that it's terrible audio quality awful
0: you know they're never going to watch which it what song was this and they're like yeah, you know, they can't even hear it you know like it's yeah and for the most part it's the same thing with pictures. I mean in dark venue yeah, it's hard to It's not going to be a very good picture. It's not something you're ever going to look at again, you know, usually. So mm-hmm. kind of silly, but it's pretty awesome that Frampton is just and he, he even said like afterwards he said like the like one of the the venue uh, employees found the phone, returned it to the people. It was fine. Yeah. Like whatever, yeah. you know, but he made his point and the point is, <laughs> you know, don't be a jerk at, at concerts. Like, what what is it about that that people just don't understand? You know, like they, it seems like they lose all, like you know, you know. So there's always that one guy that loses complete knowledge of everyone around them. You know what I mean? I'm in a room full of people. Yeah, it does, yeah, and does So anyway, um, I, I, I like to think that. These people are drunk. That's 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 probably true. I'm hoping for the best in humanity here and that they just, they don't have their wits about them. There's probably a lot of that involved with it, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, So anyway, well, so the point is, Glenn, um, Peter Frampton. It's not going to stand. No, he's not going to stand for it. What a man. Exactly. Um, Frampton comes alive.
1: (laughs) Um, (laughs) You.
0: Uh, so anyway, Glenn, I was going to ask you uh, before we continue on with the show. Yes, yes. um I was going to ask you how your visualization techniques are going.
1: Um, they're good. Okay. Actually, this entire show I've been visualizing. Visualizing. Okay. Cause, I've been imagining that we're
0: in that uh, you know Glenn, Man's Chinese Theater. We're we're on a quest to travel from New York to mm-hmm. L.A. Mm-hmm. in the Mutt Cuts van, mm-hmm. and the only way that we're going to get there is if we create the most incredible video in the history of videos. And grab whoever's attention to win that contest for Dumb and Dumber 2 and then we're going to be at that theater we're going to be mixing it up with Jim Jim Carrey Jeff Daniels Mary Sam going to be there you know it's going to be amazing I'm just saying I'm just saying but we got to keep up with the visualization techniques and we have to come up with an idea for a script for a minute and a half video that's going to put us over the top
1: minute and a half is a long time
0: it is a long time man I don't know what if it's just like a series of
1: cuts of us talking about this yeah on our see that crossed my mind I, we yeah. could splice that together and then have us you know hand yeah. to us like sitting on the couch
0: like with the little dream bubbles come up and then the what if it gets all I was I was just having an idea come to me. Okay. Okay. What if um just, when I was thinking about just here. I was saying like yeah, I was saying okay. like we just said over the top and I started thinking about the Sylvester Stallone movie Over the Top. It's all about arm wrestling. <laughs> so what if we like recreated the yeah. See and the over top <laughs> thing is like he has a special technique where he goes like over the top. Uh, and so what This if, is a movie? Yeah. He's an arm wrestler. <laughs> It's it's an '80s movie. All about he's like a hard-nosed like arm wrestler. Drives a semi. I don't have a father. sir. The world has always bet against Lincoln Hawks. This
1: guy's nice, nothing. Why'd you leave us? It won't happen again. What my
0: grandson found. I don't care how you do it. Do it. But a so winner. Jack Burke. Well, the sort of. Powerful. So maybe we could recreate that same magic for a Dumb and Dumber, like, you know, you versus me in an arm wrestling contest, and like, you know, I don't know, I don't know, maybe like, you know, I don't know, just an idea. Huh? We'll, put that, we'll put that on list. I think okay. I, I feel good about that one.
1: That would be good. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, nobody would copy it. No, that would be unique. <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one out there even knows what Over the Top is, because I was the only one that saw it. Stallone, yeah, Stallone's like... What? (laughs) What movie? Yeah, seriously. Sorry, Sylvester. Rocky 7? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Expendables 4? (laughs) Okay. We could could talk a long time about Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Okay, so it's a work in progress. We're working on it, but we're going to be there. That's the important Mm. part. Uh, November 11th, uh, 2014 is the date. It's coming up. It's coming up, man. We have until October 6th to record this video, and it's got to (laughs) be top notch. Okay. Um Okay So anyway Moving on Glenn though We we already know that Our audience knows that We're gonna get there We're gonna okay. find a way Yes So We're gonna continue on the show Are we doing the toast Or are we doing the topic Let's do the toast The Toast okay. okay Yeah so Um this, you know, this is obviously a topical thing this week. Yes. Very sad deal. Um, not to bring it down, you know, a little bit, but we, we are we, going to. We, uh, it's okay. Yeah, it is okay. Um, this, this is life, Brian. This is life. It, we we had, you know, some you know something else picked out for the toast, and then terrible, tragedy turn of events happened. And life
1: life isn't all razorback tax, Okay. No,
0: that's right. There's some serious stuff out there, and. Uh, this week, uh, Robin Williams passed away, yes. and so we, we had to kind of shift courses on the on the toast because, I mean, I grew up, you know, seeing that guy, I, you know, when I was a kid, I watched reruns of Mork and Mindy, um, which was his first big TV show, yep. you know, and I loved that when I was a kid, Yeah, kind of grew up with the movies and everything like that, so uh, Robin Williams passed away a few days ago, and... Um, it's one of those deals that's it's really sad because um, you you know you always see this guy and it's amazing how like being a comedian kind of gives a certain spin on on his life you know what I mean like you, you see that and you're like no way like how, how did that happen you know and yeah. it, it turns out that he took his own life and, and that he'd been struggling with depression and all these situations in his life and uh, really sad deal I mean a guy that you know it's kind of the, the classic tragedy of, of, of you know trying to be the funny guy all the time but inside he's really... but inside he's having a hard time with stuff you know apparently um,
1: yeah it's it's a shame I mean for a generation like our generation mm-hmm. he was like it in terms yeah. of I'm thinking of all the like my wife asked me like what's your favorite you know Robin Williams movie and I was yeah. like well well there's yeah, like there's a ton of them I mean you got Hook mm-hmm. okay I grew up with Hook. Yeah. Uh, The Voice for Aladdin. Mm -hmm. Okay. Incredible, incredible Disney movie. Yeah. I can say that with a straight face. Okay. Uh, I really can. I I love that movie. I mean, you know, nostalgia factor. Um, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What else? Uh, Dead Poet Society. Mm hmm. Okay. Trying to think of other ones. Brian, do you have any.
0: you ran through a lot of them yeah i mean world according to garp is one of his first ones uh you know he was in a musical called popeye which was what? yeah he, he played popeye it was like one of his first big his films and it totally tanked it was like the biggest failure and all this stuff but the thing is when i was a kid i saw that movie and i thought it was awesome <laughs> i loved it i had yeah. no, i had no concept of the fact that it failed at the box office and i, lo- I thought it was awesome <laughs> And I, you know, movies that fail at the box office have an un, unfortunate stigma to them that you know, right? Aren't that great or whatever? But I, you know, it I, was critically acclaimed. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. The guy's had an incredible career. Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh you know, yeah. Like all these classic kind of Jumanji. Jumanji. That's kind yeah. of the- yeah. Night at the Museum. Yeah, uh, he was yeah. good in that. So anyway, and then his comedy career, which was you know legendary stand up comedy the guy was trained at juilliard um seriously yeah I didn't he know that. he went to his his parent his, his father was an executive for ford his mother was a former model um and they when he was i think i want to say uh when he was a kid they lived in chicago and then he got promoted and into this position at ford in detroit and they bought a farm home that was like in a suburb and it was like a 40 room like farm home in the middle of nowhere would we call that a farm home or a mansion yeah well <laughs> he was he was basically saying about a childhood that uh, he kind of grew up very isolated because he didn't have any other friends ah. and a lot of times his parents were away both of his parents worked um, so his mom had a full time job and his dad had a full time job so a lot of times he was just alone in that 40 year mansion and he has, he said, it had a pretty profound effect on his life because he, you know, he didn't really have any friends to grow up with or anything like that. Yeah. Um. You know, who knows what that, you know, played into his personality and all this stuff. But, um, and then he he his 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 dad got moved out to California, and then when he went to high school, he got into drama, and he was one of only twenty people admitted into Juilliard that year. And one of only two into the Accelerator program, which apparently is above even getting into Juilliard for acting. There's a special program, so special that only two people got in, and one of them was Robin Williams, and one of them was Christopher Reeve. Wow! So I think I remember hearing something about that. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, so like he, um, so I guess he became very good friends with Christopher Reeve, huh. um, and they, they remain lifelong friends after that because they had that experience of a lot of t- a lot of their classes was just the two of them, you know, stuff. So. Uh, Can you
1: think of like two polar? Two yeah, more polar they're, they're very
0: different, you know, kind of personalities. But um, any, yeah. Anyway, really interesting and huh. awesome career, uh, really influential comedian. I mean, uh, all kinds of all kinds of impressive things that he's done throughout his life, and really sad to have it in this way. And the, I think we were talking about this earlier. And the thing that that sticks out to me about this is that you know these guys. I always wonder about these guys mm-hmm. that are. We were talking about this earlier today where they're always on, 110 all the time, you know? Because I always wonder, like, when they go home, like, how do they decompress from that? Are they Are they able to, like, you know, because they're always putting on a show, you know, right. no matter what. And that's got to just wear on a person after time, you know?
1: Yeah, I think, uh, like, as you were talking about that, I, I was trying to think of other comedians that are kind of in that same vein. And, um, well, I think I remember reading something about Mike Myers, mm-hmm. how he's pretty reclusive. Yeah. And um, I think he, he like he's like a big uh, toy train. Like he paints like toy trains and yeah, like yeah. all these sets and stuff like that. Like yeah, kind of d- very different than what you would expect from the from the persona they have. You know, yeah, it's like they have to have a complete different persona gotta, to like, like
0: totally efface themselves. Counter effect. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Anyway,
0: yeah. So I I could definitely see that, and I mean. Uh, you know, one of the things I read about that, that somebody that knew him very well for fifteen or twenty years or something basically said, like, you know, the guy had to be around at least you know two other people because then he had an audience. And if it was just you one on one with him, it wouldn't work because there was it wasn't an audience. And so it was very he he found that very hard to to, to deal with. But if it was more than one person, then he it was. It was you know, Robin Williams. It was, it was Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, he was you know, just on top of his game, you know. And so anyway, um really sad news, really you know Well but bummer. we can counteract that that
1: the the low mm-hmm. with with a toast. Mm hmm. So a toast right. to Robin Williams. Yeah. A great actor, a great person. Sounds like everyone around him loved him. Yeah. You know, it's not like he was it's yeah. it's really too bad a uh, uh this is the second actor we've toasted in, the, in probably the last 10 episodes that mm-hmm. have taken their own life.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. So.
1: Well, maybe we shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, anyway. yeah.
0: Anyway. To Robin. To Robin. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Okay, Glenn.
1: All right. All right. Let's bring, bring it back up. up. Bring it up. Oh, okay. And we're going to do that. We had, the, we had the tooth in the nose. That was yeah. kind of a shaky start. Mm-hmm. We had some great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, kind of went yeah, down yeah. a little bit. It's like mm-hmm. a good song, though, right?
0: Yeah. You can't,
1: you can't, I mean, this isn't punk rock. It's
0: always darkest before the dawn, you know? <laughs>
1: That's right. And it, I'm afraid to tell you, it's still going to be a little dark. Yeah, a little water, dark. Cause but the, then it's going
0: to get, you know. The, uh,
1: the thing we're going to talk about next is uh, it's a little out of left field. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. Brian, are we ready for this? Yeah, I think so. So, we're going to talk
0: about the hot-butted topic. topic. And this is. Uh, <laughs> This is, Glenn, this is a, this is a trend. Um, we're, we're, you know, uh, uh, being gentlemen co-founders. Yes. We are on the forefront of, of, of you know, all kinds of trends. You know, we know all the things. For better or worse. For better or worse. We know all the things that are happening. We there know there all are the, things you can't unsee. That's right. Uh, we But we, you know, we obviously have to be, we have to know what's going on out mm-hmm. there. The pulse, the pulse of the, the people. Pulse, yeah, exactly. And uh, we're here to talk about today... The 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 new hipster hobby, Glenn. Mm-hmm. This is this is what the hipsters are getting into these days. Yep. You know, and uh, we just happen to come, you know, abreast of this because of poor <laughs> poor choice of words, uh, you know, because we got our ears to the grindstone and our nose to the um, our ears to the train tracks. Yeah, um, or the ears to the ground. Ears to the ground. To the ground. We got our ear to the ground. We're we're we're, we're men of the people. Yeah, exactly. And, and so anyway, the point is uh, taxidermy. Taxidermy. New hipster hobby. Yep. Um,
1: right. So there's uh, – Brian, you found this on a site called O-Z- O-Z- ozy.com mm-hmm. is the um, is the site. But it's talking about how the latest the latest hipster fad is, in fact, taxidermy. But this is um, – it's not like – so growing up in the Midwest. Yes. Uh, you know, we have friends that are hunters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't personally hunt. Um but not that I'm against or anything. I just, I just don't. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I know people that have, you know, mounts on their walls, things like that. I, I actually, this last year, I stayed with some friends at this, uh, a family friend who um, who is a professional turkey caller. Okay. And so he goes out. This is insane. But he goes out and he records. His job mm-hmm. is to record turkeys responding to ah, his turkey call. Okay. Anyway, so the dude is a hunting fanatic. Right. And has taxidermy everywhere. Okay. Okay you know deer on the wall all these all these you know e- exotic animals that he's he's killed right mm-hmm. um, this isn't like that okay. this isn't like that at all it looks like um, this taxidermy appears to be more like
0: imagine you um, it's like steampunk taxidermy
1: yeah that's exactly what it is yeah. i was going to say something like you you read like a children's book from the 1800s and then drop acid yeah and then you decide that's what you're going to
0: yeah, it's bizarre. Is, uh... These
1: are these are animals that you don't normally s- stuff.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> and they're un- not
1: ugh, uh, unsettling. Some of these images.
0: Yeah. Uh, so so <coughs> there's a lot of different aspects to this story. Um, the uprising taxidermy, which is you know apparently formidable, um, has <gasps> got. Uh, animal groups all up in arms, but yep. the flip side of that is that um, you know the people that are actually doing attacks I and mean, everything. They, they talk to people that were with, involved with these animal groups and like, oh, this is terrible. I wish these people would just take up a hobby that didn't involve like the senseless, like you know. Uh, stuffing Stuffing of, Well, the senseless, like, abusing of animals, basically Right But then one of the taxidermists came back And they were like, well, we don't actually, like, kill these animals They're actually, you know, sourced from uh, road People a- who kill them Road accidents oh. uh, You know, uh, they oh. die of natural causes They're found They're, you know So they're saying, like, you know We don't actually, like, murder these animals Like, we, you know They're, they're actually just died of natural causes or, or, you know, whatever. So he's, like, basically saying, like, well, that's not really, you know, what we're doing. We're actually kind of celebrating these animals in a weird way, which is... uh, Yeah. yeah. Uh, So anyway, the point is, so so there's a couple... There's a flip side to that whole um, ethical treatment of animals um, argument. Um, Which is... Sorry, if I may, which is very odd in itself because... I bet there's
1: overlap in the in the people that are doing this mm-hmm. and PETA. Like, yeah. it seems to be the same kind of... I don't want to paint with too wide a brush, but yeah. the same kind of people would probably be maybe in both groups. Yeah. Maybe. No, I think or so. Or could be.
0: Uh, they quoted, somebody, <laughs> as, they quoted as somebody saying, I'd much rather see an animal alive than dead. Um, these, these animals are sourced via roadkill, animal food, or animals that have died naturally. Um, so, right. Anyway.
1: I don't... Uh, yeah. But still... I don't personally think this is what I would call honoring the dead, so yeah, to speak. Right, right. Um, the, the it's like that, kind of their mocking
0: Yeah, they have like bow ties on the and top hats I'm, on something.
1: Yeah, which is kinda interesting. There's one cat here. Mm. He's got his arm, you know, across mm-hmm. himself and it's holding a pipe, which I'm all for. Yes. And uh, but then you look at the cat and it looks demonic. Yes. And I can't reconcile that in my head. It just doesn't it's not working itself out yet. I'm trying to figure out how this is res- being respectful to the... See,
0: I... Okay, the, okay. let me get to the other part of this. Okay? Oh, okay. The, Sorry. The other part of this is that not only is this a hipster thing, it's also part of the DIY movement, which is a oh. huge movement. It's, you know, they, they have a... D, somebody sells a DIY mouse tax, taxidermy kit. So if you happen to run across a mouse... I caught one the other week, uh, less a couple of weeks ago. Then, then you can buy this DIY taxidermy kit that you can, you know, uh, as as the article states, um, you know, remove the innards and do do some taxidermy. on There was it. a
1: great quote. There's a great quote about the the actual like they said, you know, some of the first timers tried it and they thought it'd be mm-hmm. a little bit. Wor- they're like, it's no worse than boning a chicken. Yeah, uh, you there know. You
0: I mean, there's just some guts. Yeah. So, some... I think the thing, the thing with this is that the traditional sense of taxidermy would be to, like, <laughs> find an animal that you've, you know, hunted. Right. And uh, preserve that so that you could use it as, a, you know... A... Not scraped off the side of the... Yeah. Well, I mean, preserve the, the, the sport of the, the right. adventure. You know right. what I mean? And this is more of a decoration kind of situation going on here. But I have to say, um, you know, the... <laughs> the cat with the pipe i would dude. love to have that in my living room dude i would
1: not go in your living room that <laughs> thing would... is possessed <laughs> that looks so awesome Whoa. he's got like a little suit on and everything i mean yeah
0: from the neck down he's great <laughs> that or the um, the 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 rat that's like driving the <laughs> yeah. i don't know what that is Th- mollusk are...
1: or something yeah these...
0: the... yeah he's got like a little horse carriage
1: it is <laughs> this is a uh... They're very creative. I will give them that. I do kind of like. I do kind of like the tongue-in-cheek, you know, yeah. nature of it all. That's kind of funny. I get that. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much of an actual hipster trend this is. I think it's more of a good headline to draw some people pretty, in.
1: Pretty obscure. It sounds yeah. like it's it's uh, the cities that listed. I guess you could take these classes. Okay. And it's like two hundred dollars a class or something. They're like in Sydney, and New York, mm-hmm. and so some of the bigger cities. Okay, gotcha.
0: So, so it maybe it's kind is of a trend. A
1: burgeoning trend. Okay. Soon coming soon to a, to a maybe uh,
0: that's it, Glenn. We're in the Midwest, so you know we don't get all the hipster trend stuff in the East or West Coast. No, nope. so as so maybe in a couple of years we'll finally get the the taxidermy yeah. trend going. We'll both be making our stuffed rats. And uh, <laughs> hey,
1: guys, are stuffed the armadillo. Yeah, <laughs> what would you? What would you stuff,
0: Brent? <laughs> what would you? <laughs> um. Uh I. What? What animal would I choose to stuff? <laughs> snake. That snake. The snake. Brian has a snake that hangs yeah. out. Hangs out outside. I can stuff the snake and put that up over my fireplace. Yeah, that. Uh, be... Maybe around the fireplace. <laughs> Just all the way down. Yeah, coil it down. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So that's right. What, what about you, Glenn? Do you have an animal? Um. Uh, jackalope. That was pretty, well, pretty simple. Well, it's simple, but it's impossible to catch almost.
1: Well, yeah, they're pretty elusive. Like we mentioned in a uh, previous was, episode, yeah. The the if I remember correctly, if memory serves the the recipe for catching a jackalope is bourbon, bologna, yep, yep. and beer. You yep. have to mix them up, and right? They, they have unique taste, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, the jackalope. Uh,
0: it's an elusive animal. Mm, yeah, the thing was that beautiful the, creature. The though. thing was in that episode that they were using obsession the fragrance obsession. Right. To to catch wildlife. Right. Apparently it it you know it attracts animals. So if you mix the bourbon, the beer, and the bologna with the obsession, apparently that is the only way that you can actually see a jackalope. Catching it's a whole different story, but you well, know, maybe if you get it in, in in line of sight you you have more of an opportunity there. Hey, chicks
1: know. dig scars. It's true. So it's true. uh yeah I used to have a jackalope bust. Mm-hmm. Um it, unfortunately it started molting. Oh, uh, the so neck hair. Came That's out. a common jackalope. Quite a quite a bit problem. of neck hair fell out. Mm-hmm. So my wife made me throw it away. Oh, um, which was really. It It felt like one of those instances, like we were newly married, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna put my my foot in the ground, you know. Yeah. This, nope, I'm not gonna have this. Yeah, I'm keeping my molting jackalope. That's bust, right, and it's going on yeah. the mantle. Okay, and I lost, Brian. Yeah, I lost. I went down in a blaze of glory. I mean it went down guns blazing, right? Have you guys seen Young Guns? <laughs> I mean it was Well anyway. It was Milly a defining West moment events. in our <laughs> <Milly West. laughs> Really underrated actor. Mm-hmm. I loved him in Mighty Ducks.
0: I, I was gonna say Young Guns. That's oh, what okay. we were just talking about. You said you went down in a blaze of glory. Yes, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was just yeah. thinking about, you know. <sighs>
1: yeah. <clears throat> well anyway, hipster okay. taxidermy. Yeah. I will say this. A final a final word on taxidermy in general, yes. Brian. If I can if I may have the floor. Mm-hmm. Um that guy I talked about earlier that we stayed with, uh, mm-hmm. when he makes a butt like he when he does text when he texted him or something, he has like it's like really a respectful thing for him. Like he yeah he he is probably he at least the deer and the turkey and all that stuff, he he makes use of every part of the animal right. to eating it, you know, eating it right. he, he and his family eat it. Yeah. Um you know, I mean it's a really kind of an interesting you know how, like, talk about Native Americans and how they would, like, use every part of the buffalo. Right, and, right, right. And very sacred and all that kind of right. stuff. So it's interesting that that you have on one, ex- one end of the spectrum you have him. Mm-hmm. And then the other end of the spectrum you have uh,
0: yeah, it's a, a, little, a mouse pulling a carriage. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, there is definitely that. Like, I, I think this does kind of fly in the face of, like, people that are actual, like, legit taxidermist. Right. you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like you said, a lot of times those people are, you know, they'll they'll take what they can use from the animal, and then they they make something to you know as a as a, as a trophy of, of the animal, or, you know, as out of respect, you know, or right. whatever. Like, so it does kind of fly in the face of that a little bit, um, and especially like a hipster. I just imagine like the visual of like a hipster, <laughs> the, you know, the mustache, with the mustache, <laughs> and, like out there like doing the taxidermy. It's the cut-offs. It just seems.
1: Can you imagine? Can you imagine the local like taxidermy uh, chapter like getting yeah. together and they're like, "Yeah, man, business has been booming, but I stuffed a marmot today. Yeah, you know, seriously. this is not, not <laughs> this what, is I, what signed. I signed up for." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: I stuffed a ferret. <laughs> what have I done with my
0: life? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. So anyway, moving on. Okay, so verdict on that is that. Uh, that's a weird trend that uh, probably shouldn't be going on. But Glenn, yes, Glenn, yes. It's time for our final segment of the Gentleman Podcast, and this is the questions from the Gentleman Mailbag, Glenn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had to call an audible on this one because uh, of of our toast for this week, because of what happened, uh, and 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 related to Robin Williams passing away. The question from this week: We is, got a flurry of letters. Yeah, we did. Um, and this this one is a very poignant one. Uh, what what's your like? What's your favorite Robin Williams movie? After right. you know, after all said and done, what is, what's your favorite Robin Williams?
1: Yeah, we we talked about a lot of them mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. We did. I, I man, I well, I guess it's interesting because it depends on what stage of my life. You mm-hmm. know, like growing up, like early, it would have been Aladdin. Okay, and then a little bit older, it would have been Hook, and mm-hmm. then a little bit later, it would have been. Uh, Um, Let's see here. Uh, Probably Goodwill Hunting. Mm -hmm. Well, considerably later, but... Yeah. That was like a late 90s movie, right?
0: 1997, I believe. Okay, so not as
1: late as them. But yeah, I mean... uh, And then... And then, Brian, I went and saw uh, Death to Smoochie in the theaters. Oh, yeah. In uh, 1998, I believe. Yeah. Uh Or 99. Uh That one was bizarre. That one was... uh, That was my... my, uh, my young mind had a, mm-hmm. a hard time figuring out what was going on. Yeah. I think a lot of people struggle with that. We just probably still do it. So, <clears> anyway, <throat> to answer the, answer the question, I think of all those movies, mm-hmm. I would probably say... Oh, there's Mrs. Doubtfire. Jeez. I would probably say Hook. You say Hook. That is the, the fondest... Mm-hmm. I, I love that movie growing up. So.
0: It's a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... I you know my I was thinking about this I was reading through all the movies that he'd he had done he's done you know all kinds of different genres like all kinds of mm-hmm. different stuff you know my 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 favorite is definitely hands down Goodwill Goodwill Hunting Goodwill Hunting uh, yeah. you know and he won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for that for good reason yep. uh, plays an awesome you know like you don't ex- Rob Williams is awesome because he is a comedic actor that was what he was known for but when you see his performance in Goodwill Hunting which you won an Oscar for. It's a very serious role for him and there's no I mean, there's a little bit joking around there, but it, he plays the character perfectly. Um it makes you feel almost like that's really who the guy is, you know. Mm-hmm. A little bit funny but very serious and, and you know, plays plays that character to a T. Uh and so I you know, and I and I like that movie. I, I like it a lot. I think there's a lot of good themes in there. Um Yeah. So yeah, he, would he be plays mine. on
1: with that exact same character in, in
0: uh, Dead Poets Society. Mm-hmm. See, okay, I see that. I, the one caveat to that is, that I say I haven't seen Dead Poets. Oh, uh, okay, never seen that one. So.
1: Basically, he he's a teacher for um, he's an English teacher, I believe. I can't remember, but mm-hmm. he's a, he's a teacher and he's these um, young boy, like probably junior high mm-hmm. age boys, and mm-hmm. he's teaching them about you know literature and all this kind of stuff. Right. He, but it's the same type of role for him because. Uh, well one is a teacher but two he um you know like he he's like this you can tell he really cares about what he in the movie he he cares about his teaching his craft mm-hmm. and then but every now and again like you 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 feel like he's just going to start doing stand up right and he, and he starts to get into it and then he just like dies like mm-hmm. it's 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 really interesting how mm-hmm. he can like kind of turn it off yeah just use a little out. bit here and there and just yeah. turn it off so
0: okay yeah so, I don't know, man. I Goodwill Hunting's an awesome movie. I think it's... Even though it's a, you know, late 90s, child of the late 90s, still... Haven't seen it forever. Still, I think it still holds up. I've seen it recently. I mean, they got the soundtrack from Elliot Smith, another guy that unfortunately oh. passed away. Yeah. And, um, you know, so it's... Matt
1: Damon, look out, buddy. Yeah. Ben Affleck? Yeah. I don't know, man. Ben Affleck in the
0: Batman movies. you got the Batman movies going out now. Okay. Well, Glenn, on that note... Whew. Um you know rest in peace robin williams uh amazing talent uh really sad that, that it went down the way it did um but you know the guy left us with a ton of awesome work sight so, you know i i had so i got so much enjoyment out of like his whole career of just you know all the laughs and everything like that even from the time when i was a little tiny kid until now like you know
1: dude was a genius yeah like he's, he ha- awesome. he's, he's there's no other way to describe yeah. that other than ge- like yeah. I read somewhere that he when he like did the when we talked about this but um, when he did the the first walk through of the script for Aladdin or whatever mm-hmm. um, they like you know we need we're gonna need a few voices from you you know what yeah. what can you yeah. what do you what do you have like you can right. do really easily and he's like uh and he goes and rattles off like 40 literally 40 different accents and uh, impersonations and all this wow. kind of stuff just can you imagine that yeah. 40 just pulling out the top of your
0: head it's pretty unbelievable impressive. yeah Well that was Robin Williams for you yep. you know say able to get it done so um, so anyway Glenn on that note that was episode number 21 Glenn we're all grown up we're all grown
1: up we're all grown up we're, grown up. we're podcast gone wild we're gonna podcast go down to round. Padre
0: yeah we're gonna go <laughs> knock a few back and see what happens that would be a terrible idea. Fortunately, nobody's listening. Yeah. So, Glenn, that was episode 21 of the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, you know, I'm already looking forward to episode 22, uh, which is going to come around real quick. It's going to come around next week.
1: Ooh, do you have, like, are you, you going to, like, preview a trailer here or something?
0: Or? Uh, you know. In episode 22, <laughs> Brian and Glenn yeah. embark on an epitaph. <laughs> Scenes from next week's episode of the gentleman podcast <laughs> see the thing with those okay the thing is the thing is those like you know if you ever watch like a madman or something like that at the end of the when mm-hmm. they're rolling the credits they're like mm-hmm. on the next mm-hmm. gentleman podcast mm-hmm. and then it's like these like really like cut scenes of like st- yeah. stressful like moments yeah. like oh my
1: god Glenn <laughs> I can't believe you just said that you have to watch
0: wait what <laughs> and then it's like this back and forth. And it's like, you know, the most ridiculous... And then you watch the episode, and it's like, oh, yeah, 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 so... But not that people don't already have that feeling when they watch or listen to our episodes anyway. Brian, you know what we didn't talk about? We'll what? have to touch on next
1: time. Mm. This, this is the... Okay, perfect. This is a, this is a little teaser. In episode 22, yeah. Brian will rehash his favorite parts of the movie into the storm. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Such
1: build-up. Yeah, it's true. It was true. a hot-button topic, Brian. So,
0: I, I did... I went... I was able to go see... Uh the movie Into the Storm. Uh and people that have listened to these episodes know that Glenn and I have a specific We have a penchant love for two movies. Number one, Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Number two, Into the or <laughs> <laughs> twister twister number two twister man brian that Sorry. could have been bad. I, I got him a little bit confused because into the storm tries to yeah take it but oh, wow. but you went and saw it i did and i can report back let me all right I, i'll try i'll save it for next week but next week i'll report back on my findings from going to sea into the storm i can't wait uh.
1: Brian, no, don't give anything
0: away. No, I'm saying, I, I'll, I'll give a fair, honest assessment of it. Of honest ass- <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to this, folks. Not going to pull any punches, Glenn. <clears throat> anyway. All right, moving on. Okay, Glenn, that was episode 21. Twenty-one. Next week, can. episode 22. Yes. And it's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome because you're going to be listening to it, and you're going to love yep. it. And Nobody gonna- die, okay? Yeah, Nobody no, die no, between no more, now and then. No more... People dying. We can't take it. No, I'm I'm done with these. Breaking my heart here. Yeah. Don't go breaking my heart, Glenn. (laughs) Don't go breaking my heart. Um. Anyway, okay. Time of the evening. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was the episode 21, Glenn. Uh, Episode 22 is coming up next, and uh, we thank you guys as always for listening to 21 episodes of us. And here's to another 21 episodes, Glenn. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that'd be we'll be over the we'll hill. Forty two. Yeah, would we'll be yeah. fat and old, <laughs> on our way down, downhill. That uh, uh, had to happen at some point. Exactly. So uh, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Stansberry. Thanks for listening, guys. And we will catch you next time for episode 22. See you guys later.